Amen. Let's uh, show a hand of appreciation for our worship team one more time for leading us in worship. And this morning, it is my privilege to introduce to you our very special guest speaker. Uh, some of you may know her because she is a graduate of Southwest Christian High School from last year. Two years ago, uh, as the spiritual life director here at Southwest, I am also in charge of the Student Spiritual Life Committee, uh, and they do a lot of work to try to create an atmosphere and environment and activities to encourage spiritual growth here on campus. And two years ago, Sophie Summerness's name was brought to my attention as someone who would be a good fit for this. And I got to know Sophie really well through working with her last year to try to create days of prayer and meaningful activities and things to encourage spiritual life on campus. And she is a kind, caring, godly woman. She jumps in when she sees a need. Sophie spoke to us a couple of times from this very stage last year, uh, both for a house encounter in the fall, uh, two falls ago, as well as um, for some graduation ceremonies last year. One of my fondest memories, uh, and I have a number of them from working with Sophie last year, uh, but one of them was the Puerto Rico trip. And there was a bus ride where on the way back, Sophie began to ask some questions, and she opened up about her journey and her life in a very honest, sincere, and real way that led to a really deep, deep, rich, long conversation, like most bus rides are, uh, that really was a deep blessing to me that has ingrained itself in my memory of who she is. Um, the conversation was sweet, meaningful, thoughtful. That's what it's like spending time with Sophie. And Sophie has had uh, a difficult year, um, and she's had a number of things in her journey that she has expressed incredible fortitude with, and she pushes through difficult times and continues to serve others and focus on others in really meaningful ways. And so I'm really, really, really excited, and we're all honored uh, and privileged to have Sophie with us this morning to share a little bit about her story. So please welcome Sophie Summerness. So can you guys pray with me? Um, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to come and share with these students and the faculty here. Um, please open up their hearts to hear what you have for them today. Let my words be your words. All the glory and honor is yours, Lord. Amen. Okay, guys, I want to start with a story of um, a freshman, okay? Um, so pretend you guys are freshmen again, and, and you guys are walking in on the first day of school, and you see this girl, and she's on crutches, and she's on a brace, and has a brace on her knee. It's very clear that she can't move her leg, okay? And so that's the physical side of it, you, like, you see that, but then let's go a little bit underneath the surface level. Um, underneath the surface level, you see a girl who just had surgery on her knee, and she didn't know it yet, but that was a career-ending surgery um, for her sport in soccer. Um, and a week ago, she, um, her parents divorced. And a week before, or, and, okay, the surgery was a week ago. And then a week ago, the her parents divorced, and her dad has alcoholism. And he's struggling and honestly not winning. Um, and now I want to ask you guys something to think about something. What is something you are going through right now that you think no one else around you is going through? Um, that girl on crutches was me freshman year. Um, so I was going through it. 
And um, I think there's this misconception about Christian schools that um, everyone walking around those halls has nothing going wrong. And they most definitely don't have parents who are divorced or parents who have alcoholism or um, they've got money and they've got cool cars and they've got cool trips to go on, but like no one's struggling in Christian schools. And I just want to say that that is a lie from the devil. And he takes good and beautiful things like a Christian school something that like can foster your faith and he's going to skew that to make it a bad experience for you and i had that misconception and that was my story um i didn't believe anyone at the school had parents who were divorced or a dad struggling with alcoholism it was i, I just thought it was me and so i kept it in and i didn't tell anyone and i want to tell you guys what doing that does to you um, so when you think that you're the only one, one thing that will happen is that you become alone and you feel isolated. Let me tell you, making friends as a freshman when you feel alone and isolated is not easy. <laughs> In fact, I ended up hanging out with my brother's grade for the first two years of high school because they were two years older and I could kind of talk to them a little bit more and I, I don't know, I just kind of, I had my safe space with my brother. But, of course, that bit me in the butt later when my brother graduated. Um, but God did provide, so don't worry. <laughs> and secondly, um, I pretended like everything was okay. You know those, like, surface-level questions that people ask you, like, hey, how are you? And you answer with, yeah, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm fine. And then you just leave it at that. Like, you just give enough of an answer to make it so they stop asking you questions. Um, that was me. <laughs> I did that a lot. Um, I just didn't want to talk about anything that was happening. And most days, a lot of the days out of my high school career, I was... Um, one day after finding out my dad relapsed and having to figure out him and all of that, and then I would have to come to school the next day and be okay. And that was hard. <laughs> and I still answered with, yeah, I'm good, I'm okay. And that was all because I thought no one was going through that. And the biggest thing that I would say that put thinking that no one else is going through the things that you're going through gives you is anxiety. And I had some anxious thoughts before high school, and I had a lot of fear with getting sick and being away from my mom and all this kind of stuff. And, but it just really escalated in high school because I w felt alone, and I didn't feel like I could tell anyone my story, so I just kind of felt unsafe here. And because of my story, I constantly was in this, like, fight-or-flight mode. So if, like, something wasn't wrong, I was like, huh, I should probably be anxious right now because something should be wrong. And then something would happen, and then I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Like, that's why I was anxious, because something wasn't wrong. And so my biggest anxiety, like I said, was getting sick. And I can accurately state that when you feel alone at school, and you're not necessarily feeling safe in your own mind, it really escalates the anxiety. I can account for a couple times of walking out of Mr. Flint's class because I had so much anxiety and just not coming back, or I walked out of a final once. That one wasn't great, I don't recommend that. Um, and this just really escalated when my brother left the school because all of a sudden my safe people, the people who I actually talked to and felt safe with, they were gone. And so all of a sudden, I was alone again. And these full-blown panic attacks were hard. <laughs> and I didn't really want to come to school, yet I was like a social person who really enjoyed school. So that made no sense. Um, but 
I want to say that you're not alone. And I see that now, but back then I, I felt alone. But looking back, I, I wasn't alone. And I don't know if any of you have parents who are going through divorce or alcoholism or something that you guys like resonate with all of that. Or seniors, you're right now, you're looking at going to school and that's terrifying <laughs> and you're going away from home. And a lot of you might be like, oh, I'm so excited to go away, but you don't, like sometimes like that underneath closed doors, like you are scared too. And I want to say with seniors especially, like I struggled with so much anxiety that last year of figuring out where to go to school. And I actually ended up getting put on anxiety medication for it. I went to therapy every single week of the summer. Though I said I was going to Biola, I had my second option of Bethel right, right um, ready to take action if I needed to. I got to Biola and God provided. And I promise you seniors, if you are meant to go to the school you're meant to go to, God will make a way for that and God will provide there. I promise you. <laughs> and um, I think that, or like, a specific example of this in the Bible is that like, you feel, so okay, if you feel alone physically right now, I promise you you're not alone spiritually. And God is holding you and that, that's just a beautiful picture of him with you right now. And when you're thinking about being a Christian, like you're not, you're not going to be not subject to hard things. It's going to happen. And especially as Christians, because the devil is just going to try and like use you and get a grip on you. But you're just going to keep on pushing along for God. And I want to look at like Exodus and Numbers where like the Israelites are going through it. And they keep on um, praying to the Lord, like, God, please help us. Send us out of this exile. And then God does. And then they rebel again. And then they cry out to the Lord. And and Lord comes through and they rebel again. This constant um, cycle is God trying to show them that he is there. And he's trying to make himself known to them. And he's trying to make himself known to us, too. I want to give you guys a um, story from recently. Um, as a lot of you guys know, my dad died about a few months ago. Um, and um, I stopped, like, talking to God because I was like, what, what is this? Like, what's happening? I, I'm finally loving school. I'm away from home. Like, I, why is this happening? And I was praying to God one night during a worship night, and I was like, Lord, just please show me that you're, like, here for me still, because I haven't felt you since my dad died, and that weekend, he brought someone to come pray for me, and she literally walked up to me, and she was like, hey, like, I just have a feeling that God has so much compassion for you, wants to pray for you, and so she prayed for me, and guys, she prayed for things that I did not tell her. All I told her was that my dad died, and then all of a sudden, she started praying for my future wedding, that I had been thinking about often, and my future just in general of him just not being there, and my, my whole life of him like skewing my vision of a father, and this issue with like seeing God as a good father, and a father that I can go to like a child. And slowly she started breaking down these walls of like, I, I started to cry for the first time in months, because <laughs> I was finally like letting God in. So God's going to show up, I promise you, because the following weekend, my grandpa died. And I was able to look back at God showing up and see that God is here still. 
he was, it was dry for a little bit, but he, does, he shows up in moments so that when you're in another dry moment, he's, you can see that he was there. Now, I want to show, tell you guys some things that helped me in high school that um, got me through. <laughs> of course, God got me through. I was a really big one, but also the teachers here. Guys, it took me a couple years to finally realize that these teachers, like, deeply want to know your story and want to know who you are. And I really suggest that you guys take advantage of that because you don't get to do that at places like a public school. These teachers want to love you and want to know your story, and they're praying for you every single day. So take advantage of that. Um, talking to a trusted friend or teacher or going to therapy. Therapy, I, got, I was really scared of it, but it's so good, especially when the therapist is leading you back to Christ. And then stop compartmentalizing. I was the queen of that. <laughs> I compartmentalized everything for the first two years, especially. I didn't talk to a soul. And, and it's just when something happens, talk to someone. Appreciate where you are. It's a blessing to be here at a Christian school. And you have people who are here supporting you spiritually, and you don't get that very often. So appreciate the time that you have here. And take a long look at who you're surrounding yourself by. Are your friends your people? Are they giving you life? Are they pointing you to Christ? Do they give you 100% like you give them 100%? Can you take your struggles to them? And do they let you help them with, your, with theirs? Friends are super important because that is what makes your community here. Guys, I just want to be real with you for a second. <laughs> Anxiety is still something I struggle with very, very badly. I'm not healed from it. I don't want to get up here and pretend like I'm perfect, okay? Um, I still struggle so much with just being away from home. Yeah, it's, it's scary, but I promise you guys, God is going to provide in that too. Um, the same God who provided friends for me here eventually my junior year is the same God who provided friends for me at Biola immediately too and the same God who walked with me through the um, relapses of my dad when I was in high school and some points of college is the same God who walked with me when I was alone at college and got a call that he was gone He's the same God who gave me strength through high school, and he's giving it me, to me now. I will say I have dyslexia, and the fact that I'm up here speaking to you guys is a little crazy. So he's giving me a lot of strength to be up here right now. You are not alone in what you're going through. You might feel like you are because you're at this Christian school, and everyone's putting on this facade that they're okay and they're not struggling. You have support here. You have teachers here. You have faculty who want to love you and be here for you. You're definitely not alone at this school. People here want to love you. It took me four years and a trip to Puerto Rico <laughs> to finally share that my dad had alcoholism. Four years. Four years of living with that in my brain and not telling hardly anyone. And it actually took me talking to Goldie about it first before I was like, okay, maybe I can share this with my group of people. And I ended up finding out that others were struggling with the same thing. And I didn't know that for my entire four years. So guys, I just really want you to know 
that do not take four years to realize that you're not alone because that will make your experience here and the blessing of this chance to be at a Christian school really hard. Um, yeah, I just want to pray you guys out. <laughs> I'm a little early, but it's okay. Um, Lord, thank you so much for this time here. I pray for these students to feel loved and seen. Give them an uncomprehensible amount of peace in whatever you are, in whatever they are walking through. Give them a blanket of peace knowing you are there. Lord, you're with them always. And I just pray for their week. Please um, walk with them as they go through this week. Amen.